Hi, my name is Maciek Palmowski and welcome to the second episode of WP Owlcast. Today, we will gonna talk about creating a newsletter plugin for WordPress. My guest is Leslie Sim. She's a co-creator of a plugin called Newsletter Glue. And uh, when I read her bio, she really did a lot of stuff during her, how she, how she called it, past lives. Leslie, tell us a bit about yourself. Hey, Maciek, super nice to be here. Um, my past lives, yeah, I feel like I've done a lot since I started work uh, many years ago now. Um, I used to work in the airport, um, Singapore Changi Airport. And then I worked in an ad agency. And then I thought that they were um, too old-fashioned. And so I tried to move into the digital world. Um, and in Singapore, I had a hard time finding a digital agency that I liked to work with and that I thought could um, that was really effective in the digital space. Um, and so instead of trying to find one to work for, I decided to create my own and learn what um, I could find from online um, instead. So I did that for a few years. And along the way, I also uh, was a partner in a craft beer brewery. And I was also a freediving instructor. Um, so I've done a lot of really random things, I guess, in my life. And now I'm here writing a WordPress plugin. Yes, I, I, I must admit that this mix of things you did is, uh, is really impressive. And uh, as, 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 to be honest, in my case, I'm, I'm really interested about the craft beer part uh, because I, I'm, I'm a beer fan. Uh, but um, today we won't talk about beer or freediving, even if this is really interesting. We're going to talk about uh, mostly newsletter glue. So, um, why did you thought that uh, creating a plugin for a for a newsletter is a good idea in the, in the social media era where everyone is telling us that email is dead? You should use our application to communicate. Use either Slack, either Messenger, or anything else. And you, together with with Ahmed, decide. Okay, let's do a bit different thing. Let's do a newsletter plugin, but let's do a newsletter plugin with a twist. How did it happen? Um, well, I'm sure you you probably also disagree that newsletters are dead, right? Because you run um, an excellent newsletter, WPLs, which I read every single issue. Yes, I um, agree. I agree. I, I, mean, <laughs> I also don't understand why everyone is talking that newsletters are dead, emails are dead. I use them constantly, and I think that this, this, it's, it's, it's a great way. But uh, but I also learned that uh, in many cases, what I think doesn't totally uh, agree with, with with the majority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess we are both uh, subversive people. Um, so it, I guess it started with my my own newsletter i was running my own newsletter and um substack was also growing in popularity at the time and i decided to i wanted kind of to recreate substack for my own newsletter but i didn't want it to be on substack i wanted to own my own platform um, and everything and at the time Ahmed and i were working on a membership plugin um 
which we sold last year. But the membership plugin, um, it was struggling. We weren't we weren't able to get customers and we weren't able to uh, get traction. And but for that plugin, I had um, because I was thinking about this newsletter thing. So I asked Augment to build in this feature for us to be able to send posts as newsletters um, and kind of edit as an add-on to our membership plugin. And when we were thinking about, you know, what's the future of this membership plugin, we can't get traction, we um, can't really get customers. I realized that the one part of that plugin that I would be sad about losing is that a small add-on that we had built. And then I realized, you know, like the reason I was sad about it is because I couldn't find an easy replacement. Um, like with membership plugins, there's a lot of, uh, if I didn't want to use A, I can easily find B instead. And like the features are all kind of similar. Maybe the UI is a bit different. Um, but for that specific send a post as a newsletter feature, like there just wasn't really any good options out there, even when we're looking at the... Uh, WordPress directory. And so then I realized, okay, this is actually a good opportunity. Maybe we can create that because, you know, this is a feature that I, I used every week for my own newsletter and I knew that I would miss. So I just kind of felt that there would definitely be people out there who also were looking for this feature and couldn't find it. Um, and so based on that insight, I guess we pivoted and moved away from the membership plugin and uh, started focusing on the newsletter plugin instead. And I, I, I mean, optimistically, we still we still have a long way to grow, but um, it's been really nice so far because I do get those um, comments from customers all the time. Like they're like, "Oh my god, I like couldn't find this plugin. I've been looking for some, something like this for years. Uh, I'm so glad that you exist." So it's been really nice to hear that. So yeah, that's kind of our story. I mean, the fun part is that. Um... I remember that for a moment I was uh, thinking about uh, adding a small add-on to WPOs in the backend uh, to make this a similar feature as Newsletter Glue does. And at some point, uh, I think Remkus mentioned uh, as in, in my social bubble, uh, Newsletter Glue for, for the first time and I checked it. And since then we are following each other and, uh, and so on. So, I, so I'm really up to date with this. Uh, more or less, at least, happening in the newsletter glue world. And uh, the thing that I also liked very much about uh, your plugin is the fact that you are using Gutenberg. I mean, mm, Gutenberg is getting more and more popular in terms of uh, being used by plugins. Uh, Gravity Forms started using it, I think Ninja Forms. And uh, I remember there was one or two other form builders based on, on Gutenberg. And this is great because uh, I think like Gutenberg is a perfect, it's, it's perfect for, for, for such things. But uh, weren't you worried that um, it would be a bit better thinking about uh, using, I don't know, being some elementary extension or something like this rather than going with Gutenberg? Um. Okay, so I have I have uh, ways to think about it now, knowing having worked on it for a year already and knowing what we know now. Um, but back then, um, I don't think we were thinking about it from a page builder or like Elementor extension perspective, because we just wanted to keep it simple. Um, 
And that's kind of been our philosophy so far with building uh, Newsletter Glue. So we want to keep it, um, use as many of the existing core elements as possible. And that just makes it a lot easier for users to just kind of use our plugin without having to relearn anything because the UI and the UX, all the flows are all kind of what they're already used to. And with Gutenberg, I, I mean, I, I stopped using WordPress for, for a couple of years and then I restarted using it again. And then since I was restarting it with my own newsletter, I decided to just use like the latest of everything. And so I was just using Gutenberg and I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, maybe not everyone thinks this way, but personally, I prefer it to the classic editor. I like to drag and drop stuff and I feel like it's way more powerful, especially now you have so many um, block plugins. So I actually really enjoy the experience. And so for, for us, it was like kind of a no-brainer to use Gutenberg. And we felt that that would also um, give us like, a, um, it would help differentiate us from the existing newsletter plugins, all of which are, you know, they've like built their own drag and drop editor into the um, WordPress admin and it's, it's, I just don't like that separate experience feel. I, I like it all to just kind of feel natural and as though I'm using as lightweight a WordPress setup as possible. Um, so that's kind of the reason why we built it the way we did. And uh, going back to the Elementor thing, um, knowing what I know now, uh, basically most, okay, not most, all page builders um, aren't creating email optimized HTML or CSS, right? Because that's not what they're, that's not the reason they exist, right? It's like you buy a, a house and then you get upset that it's not floating in the water like a boat. Um, and so, and this, I mean, obviously this is something that we only realized later on, which, which I mentioned, but, so I think if we had tried to build uh, newsletter glue as an Elementor extension, we would have run into a lot of trouble trying to make it work for us um, that way. So with with Gutenberg, um, actually we just launched a newsletter editor to also kind of fix this problem. Um, so what I mean is that the newsletter editor sits as a separate uh, custom post type from the um, blog post editor. And so this lets us create um, more newsletter-specific features, newsletter-specific code, um, and just like significantly increases the compatibility across email clients, which we can't do if someone is writing blog posts using Elementor in the post editor and then trying to send that as a newsletter and wondering why it doesn't work and all of that. I mean, personally, uh, the. I, I really love the thing that is uh, that it was based on Gutenberg. I'm also a big fan, and, uh, and I'm always a bit sad because I remember when I read, uh, I think uh, people from Gravity Forms uh, after switching to Gutenberg, they wrote that uh, many users had problems adjusting to the to the new interface, and uh, and that that was the the reason why why I was I was asking because I know that. Uh, Gutenberg is still a bit uh, controversial, especially for users who mostly use classic editor or page builders or something. I know that Gutenberg gives us a, a totally different experience, 
personally i love it i really love it for for, for me it's uh it's it's like the page builder i always wanted to to have because it's not fully a page builder it's easily extensible it's much lighter than all all other page builders uh, but still i know how many people have problems with it and uh and and that, that that's why I, I was wondering wasn't uh, using gutenberg a bit of a problem in terms of of business didn't uh, it uh, just add uh, an extra let's call it a layer of problems for 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 some users that so oh it's good i don't want to use this plugin was did did, did you knew about such users or that they were generally happy that that they are using gutenberg um i think because we use gutenberg we get the two extremes so the people who use it are really really happy because there just aren't that many gutenberg um focused plugins out there and so those guys are always like yeah very happy with it and like using it uh, so that's great and then we have obviously the ones who um, will ask like is there classic editor compatibility um and i always tell them you can write in the classic editor and send it as a newsletter you're just missing out on a lot of the um, design and formatting uh, capabilities so for example we have a bunch of custom blocks which you can use for the newsletter um, and because they're blocks you obviously can't use them for in the classic editor right so the classic editor you can just write uh, write stuff and then maybe add an image um, and i honestly don't know if there are any if there we have any users using it as a classic editor it's possible um, especially with our free plugin um, but i'm pretty confident that with our pro plugin everyone is using uh, gutenberg okay so so i mean it's it's nice to hear that that really that, that gutenberg is being adopted by more and more people and uh and i hope it will get only better and uh, tell me because uh, like i said i am following you since i just uh, i i heard about newsletter glue from from Remkus. and um and i see in, in especially in your tweets uh, how it changed because i remember that at the beginning uh you were more often asking about uh, is it normal that so few people are buying a premium plugin and so on and now you when, when you tweet you are mostly uh, very optimistic about uh, the fact that someone helped you with uh, optimizing a landing page or a contact so 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 i see that uh, that everything is changing. So, uh, could you describe this this road, how how it began, and how is how is it now? Um, that's actually really nice to hear that. So, thank you for th for saying that. Sometimes when you're tweeting, you know, all day, not thinking about it, uh, you don't really see the journey. Uh, so, so yeah, super nice that you brought it up. Um, I think I don't know. I, I think it's the normal normal progression. Right, like when you first start, you don't know what you're doing, and you feel like you're just uh, tweeting into the void or like creating a product and nobody, nobody's using it, nobody has heard of you, and it's hard to gain that momentum. Um, so I think nothing. I don't. I didn't do anything special. Like there wasn't a 
specific hack or strategy um, that changed. I think it was more just keep going. So um, I kept on kept on tweeting, kept on building the product, kept on talking to customers, um, kept on going on podcasts like this one, uh, and slowly, I guess, uh, awareness was built up, uh, and and the product improved a lot. Um, and yeah, so, and also I learned a lot about the business of plugins over time. Like, again, there wasn't a book that I read, um, but just talking to people and doing it myself and making the mistakes. Uh, yeah, I guess so all of that kind of helps over time. And I guess I also want to be clear, like, it's not like uh, the plugin is some huge, massive success, uh, although I hope it will be one day. Uh, we are still kind of in the early stages, but um, it's definitely changed from like what you said earlier about uh, at the start, it was still hard to find traction and still like, you know, like, are we doing something wrong? You know, are we, is there something like uh, very obviously stupid that I'm doing or something like that and nobody's telling me? Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty because uh, I don't know what I don't know. And so I guess, as you keep going, then you get a better idea, you get a better um, lay of the land, you understand like the landscape better and all of that. And so I think uh, that's really the main thing that has changed. And what, what would you describe as uh, your biggest challenge so far that you had while, while building the plugin? Um, I don't think we've had one or even two big challenges. I think it's just ongoing. Every day is a challenge. <laughs> um, so for example, before I started this, I had never done any product design before. So uh, everything that we have in the plugin is designed by me, but I'm completely, I'm a total newbie at this. Um, so, you know, it's a, that's an ongoing challenge, for example. Uh, currently, what and then oh, when I when I first started, um, support was also kind of a challenge. I didn't know how to talk to customers, so when they email us and ask, uh, you know, there's a bug or how does this work or something like that, uh, I had no idea what to say. I don't know if I was being uh, too casual or too formal, or am I helping enough or am I helping not enough and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I guess my approach to learning. Um, has always just kind of been I'll try to read as much as possible, follow people who are uh, you know, experts in the area and just kind of absorb it somehow and so with product design or support or any of the other challenges that's kind of what I've done um, so for example with support I found this um, excellent newsletter written by an automatic uh, support guy i can't remember they have like weird titles right but i can't remember what it's called but uh his name is andrew spittle um and for anyone that's listening who is interested in support i highly recommend his newsletter i learned a lot from it um and then also talking to ben at give wp um he's always talking about support stuff on twitter so i just kind of like absorb it over time and then i learn and then um now we're getting a lot of good feedback and like people tweeting about our excellent support and it's like kind of funny to hear that because you know just 
six months ago or something, I was super nervous and didn't know how to talk to customers. Um, yeah, so I mean, support is just one example, but that's kind of been the case for every aspect, I think, of building the plugin. So it's always like, start, have no idea what I'm doing, uh, probably doing it wrong, kind of insecure, not sure. And then I just follow a bunch of people on Twitter and like follow some newsletters, read, buy some books randomly, and then over time, uh, I learn about it. So yeah. Okay, and uh, what uh, surprised you the most? I mean, uh, maybe, maybe something in the, in in the WordPress community because uh, I like I already already saw. Uh, uh, I think you got a lot of help from people just like that they, because I remember that that, that you tweeted. Uh, I just remember who who was it that helped you with with the landing page and so on and. And what else were the the, the, the surprises? I mean, the, the, the positives one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's surprising, but it has definitely been very nice getting a lot of help um, from the community. Uh, so I think that's kind of a function of building in public. And I know that that's something that a lot of people talk about these days. It's quite a popular thing to do. Um, but kind of getting a feel for how to do it and how to do it in your way, um, I think is quite important. And so once I started, uh, for example, sharing screenshots and sharing um, struggles and things like that and interacting with people, then, then yeah, so um, that's when people started helping out and commenting and contributing and it's been really nice um and it's actually kind of the only so-called marketing that i've done um just basically be on twitter and be on uh post status slack group a lot and get to know people um yeah so i'm not sure if i would say that that particular thing has been surprising but it's definitely been very nice and very fulfilling. And I also try to help other people whenever I can. Um, yeah, I do not okay, let me think of a let me think of something that's been surprising. But because it, it sounds like uh, our WordPress community is so wonderful that their being wonderful is not a surprise at all. <laughs> I guess it's not surprising because it's like gradual. So I think it would be surprising if, for example, I have two followers and then I posted one tweet and then suddenly a thousand people came and helped me. That would be surprising. Um, but in my case, it's been, you know, slowly uh, gaining followers, like one every day or two, you know, two a week or something like that. But I'm talking to all of these people all day and, you know, I like chat with you on Twitter all day. And so because we, we chat all the time, when you ask me something, then it's less surprising. Or if I ask you something, then it's less surprising. Yeah, so it's that's kind of what I mean. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's been surprising. I guess, oh, I have a good one. Um, I think working together with my founder has been really surprising. So we met on an Indie Hackers forum. And he, he was posting that he was looking for like a business and marketing co-founder because he had built um, uh, this membership plugin and was having difficulty getting it off the ground. Um, 
excuse me. So he he just posted randomly on the Indie Hackers Forum looking for a partner and I emailed him randomly and uh, you know, it's not even a great email, but I just listed all the things that I could do and have uh, my experience and we ended up partnering up. And um even though the first membership plugin didn't take off, it was always really nice um working together with him. And until now we have like a really great working relationship, I think. Um, we talk on chat on Slack all the time and we are able to align on things. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess like people always talk about, you know, shitty co-founder experiences and nightmares. And I'm super lucky that that hasn't been our case so far. Um, and it's, I guess that is kind of surprising. Like, uh, we've never met each other. I'm in Singapore. He's in Egypt. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess like that would be the most surprising thing in a super nice way. Yeah, I, I I agree that sometimes you you can have this luck one one email that can change your your entire life. I mean, uh, I know something about it because uh, my. My current work is also related a, a bit with the surprise. We just, I just started using a product, and after five or six years, I'm a part of the company. So, so it's it's possible that out of the blue things can happen. And uh, on the other end, uh, what was the biggest mistake you, you you made with with newsletter glue? Um, I don't think we've made any huge mistakes so far. Um, I think the biggest mistake in terms of WordPress plugins was the way that we started with the membership plugin. So we didn't build in public, we didn't talk to anybody, and we just tried to launch. Um, and I just tried to DM people from Facebook groups and things like that. And uh, it's it's really a horrible way to work, actually. Like. Um, you know, nobody knows you. You're not even contributing to the Facebook group. You're just DMing them, um, DMing strangers and asking them, hey, can you try out my plugin? Um, and so looking back on that, it's really dumb. Um, and so uh, I would never recommend anybody do that. I think a much better way is to build in public, show people what you're doing, show the challenges, uh, allow people to get to know you. Um, if you want to, talk to people in Facebook groups, you should talk inside the group itself so that people uh, are used to seeing your name and used to seeing your comments in the Facebook group uh, so that by the time you actually want to DM people or even if you want to post in the group, um, the so if you want to post in the group, the moderator is going to be fine with it because they know you've been contributing. You're not some stranger who is just like promoting your product suddenly in the Facebook group, which is always irritating. Um, and yeah, if you DM someone, they're like, at that point, they're like happy to hear from you or they're surprised to hear from you because they've been following you for a long time and uh, they want to support you. Uh, so I think I, definitely that was the biggest mistake with the membership plugin. And uh, once we realized that, I completely, completely changed the way uh, I operated and it's been much better since then. Okay, so... It's it's really great great to hear that in terms of newsletter glue it's big mistake free and I hope it will 
it will be for for a long time. I I, I just re- remember that once you send one one newsletter to everyone, and but that that that's not. I mean, I deleted WPOs during some tests so many times already. So, <laughs> so yeah, I I I, I really love this part uh, in in many podcasts where where the host asks you about your biggest mistake, and I can always say that I, yes, I deleted WPOs few times already. Nothing happened, and that's why you should always have a map. And uh, okay, and. Um, what advice would you give to people who, after listening to you, would say, okay, I'm WordPress community is like very, very big. I know how to code. I want to build my premium plugin and I'm going to do it. So what advice would you give to them apart from doing the great product, of course? Um... So building in public, like I just talked about, would be one of the main uh, pieces of advice that I would give. So, and it's it's difficult. I think you and I um, both know that, right? Like you're always posting your latest newsletters and tagging everybody, which is super nice. And then you get like um, a lot of the sharing and stuff like that. And these are, that's like a, Doing that is like a whole tiny job by itself, and you have like a whole um, like tiny skill set of building in public, um, and so it's definitely uncomfortable. But I suggest that people try it and get used to it, and keep doing it until they kind of it becomes second nature. Uh, so that's the first thing: building in public, um, and very close to building in public. Uh, the the other thing I would suggest is to network a lot and not network in like a sleazy way but like trying to trying to make friends right like so um you know you and I like we are always chatting uh, either like in the the live I mean not the live the public uh, feed but then we also DM each other um and you know I I never like said hey my chick here's like 50% off coupon or something like that like that's that's like a sleazy way to network right um, and instead, like we're just kind of chatting and hanging out, and um, I've met lots and lots and lots of amazing um, people in the WordPress ecosystem who I super look up to. Uh, like I've heard their names for years as somebody you know, like really big in the WordPress um, industry, and it's mind blowing to me that like I can like just DM these people easily or I can like chat with them on Slack or something like that. And the reason why that happens is from building in public and from contributing and from uh, talking to people. And um, as a result, like it's much easier to get advice. So um, for example, I met Adrian who runs Groundhog, Groundhog CRM. Um, and he we we met at a workshop that Corey Miller was running. And since then, um, I've been talking to him about business stuff and he gives like the most amazing business advice. And like there's n- you can't read it in a in a book or anything because it's like his his advice comes from real experience that's very, very close to my experience because we are both building WordPress plugins and there's no WordPress plugin business book. Right, so like the specificness of the advice is, uh, you can't get that anywhere, and so sometimes you need that, um, in order to get to the next level, 
and all that. And so I guess for anyone who's trying to build a premium plugin, those those are the things that I would suggest. Uh, one last thing, which I always like to talk about um, when it comes to indie hacking and startup founders is you should always look for founder fit. So people talk about like product market fit, um, but I think that, that you should look at product founder fit or market founder fit um, because if you don't really resonate with the audience of the product um, or you don't care about it or even worse, if you don't even like the industry, then there will always be a limit on how good your product will ever actually be. There will be a limit on how good your support will be because you're like, oh, I hate accountants. I can't stand it when they are emailing me every day. But then you have an accounting plugin and you're, you know, who are you going to deal with every day? You're going to deal with accountants. Um, so I think like for me, part of the reason why people um, have said my support is good, for example, is because I actually really, really like all of my customers. I um, subscribe to a lot of their newsletters. So when they send me newsletters, I'm like looking and like, okay, is there any formatting problems? Like I will look um, for them for their for their own newsletters. Um, and I think like that makes a big difference. Uh, so so yeah, like just enjoying the people that um, are your customers is super important. Uh, yeah, okay, that's that's all of my advice. Yeah, so so so, so in general, we we could say that. Um... Just be yourself. Try to not be someone else trying to find some hacks, tricks, whatever. Just be yourself. It, yes, I, I must agree that this is a, it's quite a difficult one to follow in sometimes, especially when you hit the wall and see that, okay, my plugin isn't growing and maybe being normal is, is it's not enough. Maybe I should do something else. But... Uh, but in the long run, I, I agree that this is uh, that this is the best way. I mean, uh, the, the networking part you mentioned. I mean, uh, for many years I was a contributor. I did some uh, did, did some plugins and so on. But mostly, I mean, always nonprofit. I, I because I I really love to help people. This is this this is the, the thing I do, and uh, I never thought about uh, the importance of networking of talking to people and so on but i did it because while helping i met a lot of people and this is my first time in my career when uh this when when, when really the fact that i know so many people is is, is 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 a good thing for me and i learned that i really already met so many people we have so much in common with with many of them and it's it's, it's much easier and i did it just by helping others and meeting everyone, like let's let's call it in the background. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're you're totally right with this. And um, and tell me, in terms of marketing ways, if someone would like to um, promote their product, of course, you probably you would recommend newsletters because. Uh, <laughs> but what else? How how what what advice would would you give the people how to market their product? Not necessarily uh, plugins. So my background is in marketing. Um, I've done it for over 10 years. Um, but the funny thing is once you actually start 
a startup, you realize that startup marketing is completely different from marketing an established business. Um, yeah, so I mean, I've like done marketing for doctors, I've done marketing for uh, big fast food chains and um, all sorts of things in between. And none of it is relevant to marketing um, a tiny, tiny product um, and when you're just getting off the ground. Uh, so I guess, mo so actually maybe even that is useful advice. So just knowing that um, you need to look at the stages when people are talking about marketing. So even if you're reading like a blog post about marketing and they're giving you best practices or whatever, uh, you need to know who they're talking to. If they're talking to like a um, an e-commerce business, for example, it might not even be relevant for you. So don't waste your time reading that blog post, even if it's written by the world's greatest marketer. Um, so that's important, I guess, number one. Um, and number two, I think for startups, if you're just trying to get off the ground, um, I said this a lot of times already in this podcast, but I think building in public is the uh, best way. And the reason for that is um, you're gaining credibility. Nobody has heard of you. So you're not a household name yet. And so you want to show people what you can do, show people what um, your plugin does. And just posting it um, on Twitter, for example, or Facebook groups or wherever you want to post it on Indie Hackers, um, that is a good way to do it. And also interacting with people. So um, I guess I think like most of the ways that I've gotten um, people to learn about my plugin is because I interact with them first and then they have a bigger audience than me. Um, so for example, like I don't have uh, lots and lots of newsletter subscribers, but uh, you do, you know, WP Owls does. And so if I can talk to you and then you feature my plugin in the newsletter, um, that's great. And that, um, you know, that only happens if we build a relationship first. So kind of hanging out with people and um, talking with them is the way to be able to leverage other people with big audiences uh, to kind of get your own audience or your own awareness off the ground, I think. I really think that being an introvert in marketing must be a really hard thing to do with talking to people and so on. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're totally right that, yes, people talking to them, this is, it's, in one way, it's, it's something very simple. It's, you just, find the person and talk to this person. But yes, it, it, it can, like, like you mentioned, create a relation. And with this, it's much easier to go forward because that person can say about your plugin to another person and we build all those connections from, from person to person. And some, sometimes this is amazing how long distance those connections can be because uh, you talk with one person from your city and a week ago, someone who knew someone and so on that lives on the different part of the world installs your plugin because I talked to, to your friend or something. Yes, this is, this is, this is really, this, this is something that really amazes me. Uh, even if we have internet for so many years and it should be normal that uh, 
the world is became this, this smaller village, but uh, it, it it really still still amazes me that we can do such things and talk with people that are like exactly on the different part of the world and this this, this is really amazing and um and tell me um, what plans do you have for the futures of, for the, for the future of newsletter group uh i think the two two big plans so um product uh, a product plan and a marketing plan so the product plan um we really want to build the newsletter editor that we've been currently building. So um, just, it's kind of like turning the Gutenberg block editor into a perfect editor for newsletters. And there's so many tiny, small things that we have to do um, in order to do that. So for example, we are launching merch tags very, very soon. Um, and so that lets you, for example, add the, your subscriber's name to the email, um, or even add a unsubscribe link and bypass the uh, email service providers uh, like MailChimp's uh, unsubscribe link and all of those things. So these are things that people expect to have in a newsletter editor. And when we were um, just kind of piggybacking the blog post editor, we can't do all of those things. So um, I'm pretty excited to turn the, or use what, the Gutenberg project has given us and make that into a newsletter editor. Um, and obviously I'm very biased, but uh, I think that the Gutenberg editor is a much better newsletter editor than uh, all the drag and drop builders from MailChimp and um, ConvertKit and all that because it's uh, so much faster and so much cleaner and nicer. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm very biased. <laughs> um, so that's our big product plan, it's ongoing plan. Um, and then on the marketing side, uh, I think a lot of it is integrations. Um, so we're planning on integrating a whole new um, batch of email um, email service providers soon. Uh, ConvertKit is coming really, really soon. They uh, have been building their the correct API endpoints. So they were missing that for a while. Um, and I think it's going to be soon. So once they do that, we'll integrate with them, uh, button down, and a whole bunch of self-hosted uh, ESPs, email service providers as well. So for example, we have a lot of Sendy customers now because people love using Sendy for the list management uh, and then after connecting to Amazon. But the Sendy editor is not that um, nice, I guess. Uh, sorry, Ben. Um, sorry, ben is the founder of Sandy. And so they connect with us and then we, they use us as the um, drag and drop builder instead. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there to connect with more self-hosted uh, email service providers to help uh, give them that section, that piece of drag and drop builder uh, to connect with the rest of their features. So yeah, I think those are the few big plans that I'm pretty excited about. Yes, I, I, I remember because while I was working at WPMU Dev, uh, they, they also had uh, plugins that were uh, integrated with many uh, email service providers. 
And I remember how how sometimes difficult it was because they are constantly changing and uh, like keeping up with with everything. Uh, yes, it 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 it, it sometimes has has been a problem. But uh, I really love this part uh, of of working there because, uh, like I said, I, I I really loved coding. So 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 playing with with such integrations were uh, was 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 a lot of a lot of fun. And I also remember uh, that we also had a lot of clients uh, that were using Sandy. So, and which for me was kind of surprise because I learned it for the first time while working there. I never used it before. So, <laughs> uh, okay. And um, I have two more smaller questions because, but one is uh, really. Mm, even to, together with, with my wife, we were trying to figure this out. We we are trying to figure out your Twitter handle. Why is this pizza <laughs> there? Really, this is something that is that is a, a, a mystery for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my Twitter handle is Leslie underscore pizza, um, and it's actually it's a silly reason. So I. Um, me and I'm sure you know thousands of uh, indie hackers and developers out there are obsessed with buying new domains. Um, and a while ago, there were a whole whole bunch of top line domains um, that uh, were released, right? And dot pizza was one of them. Uh, and so I was I was just having fun looking at you know Leslie dot something Leslie dot something and. Then I realized, oh, I can buy Leslie.pizza. And so I've just trying, I've just been kind of making everything like all my online uh handles, Leslie Pizza or Leslie.pizza or some version of that. Uh, and it's yeah, it's fun. I mean it's 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 totally practical and it's 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 really easy to remember every time you enter Leslie and you think about this emoji there. Pizza, okay, okay, I, I got your website. Okay, so so oh I I thought there was some second um second layer of some mystery, but okay, it's 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 just about the domain, but it's great to hear. And uh, Very straightforward. <laughs> and tell me mm, if you would have a chance to invite someone as a guest editor to WPO, who have you choose wow you can pick everyone okay. in the world that's that's difficult uh okay i'm just gonna randomly pick um okay i'm gonna go with zach katz who runs gravity view and the reason why i'm picking him is because he's very entertaining um and so I feel like he'll be a really good guest and I'd love to hear how he built his plugin business and has grown over the years as well. Okay, it's noted and I've, I, I probably I will ping him soon just to, just to know will, will he agree to be our guest editor too. Okay, so I think um, we know everything about building a WordPress newsletter plugin with a twist. And uh, thank you very much for uh, for sharing all your knowledge with us. It, it was a really pleasure to meet you because uh, we are seeing for the first time, even if we talked uh, on the 
on the DMs and on, on Twitter for, for, for a long time already. So um, I wish you a lot of luck and that uh, all your integrations will work uh, constantly without any problem, because like I said, I know they can be um, sometimes troublesome. And I That's wish you dream. that. <laughs> and I wish you that that your plugin will only grow and grow and it will be better. So thank you very much, Leslie, and uh, have a nice day. Thanks, Maciek. Thanks so much for having me on. <laughs>